Acts, <clears throat> Acts chapter 8. Uh, this morning, uh, the message this morning is what I believe to be uh, an important message. I hope you do as well. Uh, it is not what I wanted to preach. In fact, I was actually in the process of trying to uh, put down my thoughts on paper, and God kept interrupting me. And um, so I, I finally, like I said earlier, uh, God is very patient with me. And um, so I redirected the message to, uh, to what we have this morning. And today, as we are baptizing uh, some folks, I spent some time uh, contemplating the idea of, of, of uh, baptism. And over the last 11 years of Grace Baptist Church, I don't remember, I could have, but I don't remember ever preaching a message on baptism or the importance of baptism. I, I know I've taught on it many times in, in messages, but I don't know that I've actually ever dedicated an entire message to it. So... This morning, uh, the title of my message is The Importance of Biblical Baptism. Uh, biblical, And you might be right out of the gate, you might be thinking, oh man, this is going to be a boring message. I, I hope not, uh, because this is an important subject. Um, uh, but the key word in the title of my message is the word biblical. Uh, you, you know, <clears throat> for centuries, there has been debate uh, about baptism, uh, and because of this, there is a lot of misinformation, tradition, and confusion about baptism. So this morning, what I would like to do is take a biblical view of a very important thing, uh, and that is the importance of baptism. Even in the early church, there was controversy over baptism. In uh, Paul uh, uh, had to address it in the Corinthian church. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, in verses uh, 13 to 17, he says, Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were ye baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you but uh, Crispus and Gaius, lest any should say that I had baptized in my own name. Uh, and I baptized also the house of Stephanus. Besides, I know not whether I baptized any others. For Christ sent me not to baptize. Now please get this, because th this is critical to this idea of baptism. Christ uh, sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. I want to stop here and I want to say this. Oftentimes, and I say often and I mean often, oftentimes when, I, uh, when people find out I'm a pastor, I will invite them to church or I'll ask them if they know the Lord and I'll say, hey, have you ever put your faith and trust in Christ? And, and, and quite often the answer is, yes, I was baptized as a child. What, it, what is Paul saying the emphasis needs to be? The emphasis is not on the baptism, but on the, the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. He was sent not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. So, today, 
what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say about baptism? If, if I were to hand everybody a piece of paper and, and, and have you write down what you think the Bible says, uh, we would have a lot of different answers. In Acts chapter 8, <coughs> excuse me, uh, let, let's start reading in verse 26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down to, from Jerusalem to Gaza, uh, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia and eunuch of great authority under Candace, Candace queen of Ethiopians, who made the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in her chariot, reading uh, Isaiah, or the book of Isaiah, uh, the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and draw thyself to, the, to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read uh, the, prophet, the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandest what thou, hast, uh, thou readest. And he said, How can I, except some man, should guide me? And he desired Philip that he should come up and sit with him. And the place of the scripture which he read was this, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearers, so open not, uh, open he not his mouth. In his uh, humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life shall be taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the, the, uh, the prophet this, of himself or some other man? And then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And, was a, and as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And the eunuch said, If thou believest with all thy heart, thou mayest. And he answered, and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized them. And when they <clears throat> were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way, rejoicing. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your love and for the work that you do in our lives. And I am truly, truly thankful for the Word of God and the truth that we can gain from the Word of God. I ask this, this morning that you would speak to our hearts, that you would encourage us, that you would strengthen us, and that you would make us to be more like you in everything that we say and do. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Here we see a story of two men, basically. Uh, the, a guy named Philip, who was a disciple of Jesus Christ. And the second man is a, uh, 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 an Ethiopian eunuch who is a, a, a very wealthy government official under Queen Candace of Ethiopia. Now, these two men 
coincidentally meet. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you believe in coincidence? I don't. Not, not at all. God prearranged this meeting just as he prearranges meetings in our lives. And we can coincidentally come across people in our lives and they and and, and again, I don't believe in coincidences, but here we see these two men meet and the Ethiopian eunuch is just reading out of the Old Testament scriptures about the Messiah. And here Philip comes along and interprets, if you would, the scripture that he was reading. Now, in the passage that we just read, I want to go back because I believe the key two verses in in this passage are in verses 36 and 37. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Before we go on any further, I need to define a very important word in our society today, and that is the word religion. Religion has taken this subject of of baptism and it has distorted it away from biblical meaning and truth. So what what is religion? Simply put, let, let me read it to you so I don't I don't mess it up. Man-made institutionalized system of religion, uh, uh, excuse me, religious uh, attitudes, beliefs and practices. In other words, a church that is based on man-made philosophies, attitudes or, um, beliefs. Let, let me illustrate it to you this way. Uh, m- many of you know that uh, when COVID started <laughs> for about four months, I took a job out at the Navy base. I was working at the, at the commissary out at the Navy base. And near the end of my four months of working out there, uh, the commissary hired a new guy in the office and, and, um, I, I, went, I had to go up to the office for something, and I was standing at the counter, uh, and, and he, he came over and, and introduced himself to me, and the secretary uh, of the commissary was sitting right there, and she said, oh, this, this is Rick, uh, and he's a pastor. Now, I always get really nervous when people introduce me that way because what you're telling the person is, be careful because he's a pastor, Okay. So that's it, you know. But anyway, she says, she said, this is Rick. He's a pastor in Fernley. Well, the, 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 the gentleman that I was being introduced to stops right there and he says, oh, he says, I'm not a religious man. And I said, oh, that's really good. Oh, and he just looked at me. I said, I said, I'm not a religious man either. I said, I I like to think of myself as a man of faith, not a religious man. Because I want my my beliefs to come from this book, not from a bunch of philosophies of men. I, I, I hope and pray that I never become religious. 
I never want Grace Baptist Church to become religious. I want, us, I want me and I want us as, as a group to be people of faith, not religion. So what I did is I sat down as God started working in my heart about this idea of baptism. I started writing down questions that I am often asked about baptism. And I came up with five questions. So this morning, basically the message is going to be answering those five questions that I am asked often about baptism. So hopefully um, this will help some of us. The first question that I'm asked often is question number one, or point number one, but question number one, is baptism a requirement for salvation? I, get, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been asked that question. Let's look at verse 36. And as, as, we, as we look at these, hopefully you'll understand how the Bible answers these questions. Verse, thir- uh, verse number 36. And as they went on their way, they came to a certain water, and the eunuch said, <clears throat> See, what, uh, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? There is a clear distinction between salvation and baptism in this verse. Well, and and let let me include verse 37 in that. And Philip said, said, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So you can see here, there is a a distinct difference between salvation and baptism. And then oftentimes what I will do is I will... I will give this illustration to people that ask me this question, and I say, well, what about the thief on the cross? Many, many, many people, whether they are, they are, uh, go to church or not, are, are familiar with the story of the cross. And, and in Luke chapter 23, verses 39 to 43, it says, and one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, that being Jesus, saying, if thou... Uh, be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answered, rebuking him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art uh, in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due rewards of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me, when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. See, this man, obviously his faith, he was saved on the cross, hanging next to Jesus, but had no opportunity to be baptized. So clearly there is a, there is a clear distinction between baptism and salvation. Uh, <clears throat> we are saved by grace, through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Salvation comes by grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone. 
and the baptism, it's two, two totally separate things. The second question I want to talk about. Does baptism give me special standing in the church? Does baptism give me special standing in the church? Let me, let me say this. And, and I, I, if those of you writing down uh, notes, I want you to write this down. The answer to that is no. Okay? <laughs> That's a high, high, highly educational, educated answer there. No. That is religious teachings. The church does not save. Jesus Christ saves. <clears throat> we Again, we saw it in verse 37. What, did, what was Philip's requirement for baptism? The knowledge that he had accepted Jesus Christ as a Savior. What was, what was the, the eunuch's answer? I have trusted in Jesus Christ. He is the Son of God. A person is not baptized into the church. They are baptized into the family of God. Please, please get that. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20, it says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Today, at the end of the service here, we're in just a few minutes, uh, we're going to be baptizing uh, 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 three people this morning and two tonight. And when, when I lower them into the water and bring them out, that does not make them Baptist. Can I, can I, okay, let, let, me, let me say it again. That does not make them Baptists, okay? What, what does that do? It, 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 they are not being baptized into our church. Our church is baptizing them into the family of God. <laughs> there are people that believe there are, let, me, let me rephrase this. There are Baptist churches that teach that if you are not baptized in a Baptist church, then you are not truly saved. I, I'm, I'm serious. I, I, I'm sorry, but I'm here to tell you that, it, that crosses the line into religion. That, that's, not, that's not biblical teaching. <clears throat> Now, this next one, I, 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 want, I want to preface this next one because I, I want to say that um, I don't know what everybody's re re religious background is or, or the, your, the, your background in faith. Let, let me put it that way. I am not in any way, shape, or form trying to criticize or take shots at any religion. Okay, that, that's, that's not my goal. My goal this morning is to tell you what the Bible says about baptism. So question number three that I get asked often. Question number three. What about infant baptism? 
I get, I get asked often, well, pastor, I was, I was baptized as a baby. Okay, well, <clears throat> let, me, let me do my best to answer that question uh, biblically. Nowhere, nowhere in Scripture is there even a hint of infant baptism. Okay, there's not even a hint of it. Uh, infant baptism is it is born out of religion and tradition. I, I, I'm sorry again. I'm not. I'm not trying to discredit any anybody or anything. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. <clears throat> every example in Scripture that we are given of baptism, every example of Scripture, you will see that the person who's getting baptized is old enough to understand their need for salvation. And they make that decision of, de of being saved, and then they are baptized. An infant cannot do that. And the choice of baptism is never made by someone for someone. It is always and only made by the individual. Okay, again, I, 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 I'm treading on thin ice here, and I'm, I'm not trying to, to upset the apple cart, but I'm telling you what the Bible says. Every example is that way. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day they were added unto to them about 3,000 souls. There, there is an example, one of many examples, of people understanding the word of God, understanding the need of salvation, and then being baptized. <coughs> this morning, uh, we have uh, two young people uh, getting baptized this morning. Uh, little, little people, okay? <clears throat> well, Rosie gets mad when I call her short, but that's okay. Um, but Rose, Rose and Cruz are, are getting baptized. Now, <clears throat> my wife, last Sunday, sat down with them and talked to them quite extensively, and they, and they understood their need for salvation. And they understood what baptism is all about. And they acknowledged the fact that they, they needed to be baptized. So that's why we're baptized. You see the difference here. <clears throat> so please understand, we don't just inadvertently baptize young people just to get credit for how many people we baptize. Jesus said in Matthew 8, I'm not going to read it, but he, he basically said in Matthew chapter 8 that we need to have faith like a child. So Jesus himself told us that children can be saved because of their faith. So, but again, an infant is in, incapable of doing that. Question 
number four. And it kind of goes along with this, but it's really two different things. What about sprinkling? Question number four, what about sprinkling? Again, unfortunately, nowhere in Scripture is it even hinted at sprinkling as a form of baptism. Look at verse 36 again in our passage. And when they went on their way, they came into a certain they came unto a certain water, and the eunuch said, "Here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized?" And Philip said unto him, uh, "If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest." And he answered and said, "I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God." And verse 38, and he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water. They went into the water, and both he and the eunuch, and he baptized him. Now, this may sound like a logical answer, but if sprinkling were a accepted form of baptism, Philip could have just easily reached into the jug of water that they I'm sure that they were carrying in the desert for drinking water and been able to sprinkle uh, the eunuch. But obviously he didn't do that. They went down into the water. Uh, we see another example in Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 to 16. Then, Jesus, then cometh Jesus from uh, Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and thou comest to me? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer it to be, uh, uh, to be so now, for thus it uh, becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him, and Jesus Uh, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. Again, the the exact same example. uh, And and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. So you ask me, what is the big deal? Well, I'm glad you asked that, because it is a huge deal. The, 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 the word in Scripture that we get the word baptism is the Greek word baptizo. The, the, the Greek word baptizo literally means to immerse or to put under. And it is, I, I, I've had people argue, so well, what's the big deal? We're still getting, we're still getting baptized. Well, it, it, is, it is a big deal because Baptism is an important picture that God has given us. See, in a, in a moment, we're going to walk over there to the pool, and, and I'm going to get inside, and then I've got, the, like I said, the three people this morning. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, lower them down into the water and then bring them back out. Th- this is a significant picture. This is a picture of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You can't do that with sprinkling. It can't be done. 
The other thing is it is a, also a picture of the individual dying to their old self, burying their old habits, raising to walk in newness of life. It is an important picture that cannot be repeated by sprinkling. It can only be done by immersion. <clears throat> Romans chapter 6 and verse 4. Therefore, we are uh, buried with him by baptism unto death. We're, see, you see the picture here. We are buried with him. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead, as by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. It is an important picture. It is an incredibly important picture. And then question number five, and we'll be done. And question number five has three parts. <laughs> but it, it's short. It, it's short. Trust me, it's short. We're almost done. Number five, why should I get baptized? I get asked that a lot. The, it's, it's a three-part answer. Number one, out of obedience. God tells us to get baptized. We need to do it out of obedience. The very first thing the Ethiopian did was say, hey, baptize me. I, I, I remember when I got saved a little over 40 years ago. <clears throat> Wasn't it 40 years ago? Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Man, I'm getting old. <clears throat> anyway, uh, I got saved a little over 40 years ago, and I remember nobody had to tell me to get baptized. I knew I needed to. I just knew in my heart. And and I kept pestering my pastor. Hey, when are you going to baptize me? When are you going to baptize me? And finally he's like, okay, okay, okay. And he baptized me. And he, it, was, he <laughs> it was actually kind of funny. But anyway, um, uh, see, that's how we ought to be. Out of obedience, uh, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sin, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So the first reason we should get baptized is obedience. Secondly, I already kind of talked about it a little bit, is identification. Again, Romans chapter 6 and verse 4, Therefore we are buried with him by the, by the baptism into death, that uh, like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, Therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. See, when we, when we go in the baptismal pool, what are we doing? We are identifying, look, hey, I am a believer of Jesus Christ now, and I want everybody here to know it. It's identification. And then <clears throat> thirdly, the third reason why we should get baptized is confirmation. Confirmation. Confirmation that everybody watching understands what you've done in your heart. See, <clears throat> what, I, what I wear here on my finger is a wedding ring. 
Now, this is a really special wedding ring. I don't know if you've ever paid attention to it, but it's got diamonds in it and everything. This is not the ring that my wife gave me the day we got married. My parents, a long time ago, melted down their two, my mom's wedding rings and my dad's ring, and then they took my ring, and the jeweler made this ring out of it. Very special to me. But what does this ring represent? It, it represents the fact that I'm married to my wife. But you know, the truth is this. When I worked in the Navy, and then, and then after I got out of the Navy, I worked construction for, for many, many years. Guess what I did not wear? My ring. <laughs> Why? Be, because I, did, I liked my finger. Okay? And, and besides that, it's an incredible... Um, uh, electrical um, uh, conductor. I don't want to kill myself. Now, the, the reality is I, I, I left my ring at home. So did that mean that I wasn't married? No, it, it did not change anything. In fact, I just, I just took it off and laid it down here. So, but but the, the reality is this is a representation. It is an, <clears throat> excuse me, it is confirmation, let me put it that way, of the decision that I made. Well, in January, it'll be 39 years that I was going to love my wife, take care of her, and treasure her. See, it was, it, so every time you see this ring on my finger, it is confirmation of a choice and a decision that I made almost 39 years ago. That's what baptism is. It is confirmation to everybody who's watching of a decision that you made to follow Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 10, verse 32. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and, all, and also to the Greek. It is also confirmation to your own heart, a great reminder of what God's doing in your life. I want to close with verse 39. And when they were come up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more. And he, and he, the eunuch, went on his way rejoicing. The importance of baptism. Again, please understand, I... I, I had no intention of taking any shots at any religion or anything like that. that that's not my point. I want to. I want to actually. I want to close with a question. Have you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, or have you put your faith and trust in your baptism, in your church, in 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 a religion, in a tradition? What is your faith in? See, 
the Bible says if your faith is in Jesus Christ, then you're saved. But if your faith is in your baptism, if your faith is in a religion, our church, if that's what your faith is in, I'm sorry, you you got big problems. Because I'm here to tell you, unfortunately, if especially if your faith is in me, you're in big trouble because I'm going to let you down. What is your faith in? I hope and pray this morning that your faith is in Jesus Christ. Because he and he alone can save. The baptism isn't going to save you. The church isn't going to save you. Only Jesus Christ will save you. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank